Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Hello, my entrepreneurial friends, and welcome back to Profit First Nation. This is a special edition. This is an all-in edition when we talk about how to go all-in to build an unstoppable team. And today we have a super, super special guest. We have Kelly Sullivan Ruda, the former clinical psychotherapist of two decades who has made the leap from uh, being a psychotherapist to the coaching world. And she helps entrepreneurs create an ultimate inner operating system for scaling without breakdown. Um, and when, and, and, and why she's here for an all in episode is when you are scaling your business, you are often scaling that by going all in on building your team and bringing in new employees and hiring and retaining those five-star employees. And so how do you do this with the right mindset and the ultimate inner operating system? We've got Kelly. Welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. I am really excited to have this conversation today. We are super lucky. So tell us about what is the ultimate inner operating system? Yes. So the ultimate inner operating system is a set of skills that I teach my clients to habituate that allows us to have the kind of grit and resilience and tenacity and ability to rebound from whatever happens as we're growing a business. Because as we all know, it is not a straight line. It is often very, very messy and sometimes tumultuous. And we need to be able to get back up no matter what is happening. We need to be able to model this for our teams. And even those systems in our businesses may break or, things that we are offering to the public might not work out. We can't as leaders and people who are building really powerful teams, we can't break down when our systems and strategies don't work. So really it's just this set of habits that allows us to put one foot in front of the other, no matter what the challenges are that we face and no matter where we are in the business building journey. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, being an entrepreneur is kind of being alone on an island sometimes and such. And you've got to, you know, pick yourself up and get out of bed and make hay while you can and make things happen and put on a happy face, even though, you know, deep down inside, there's a lot of things going on underneath you because to be a great leader, you've got to, you've got to bring it every day as, as an owner. So why don't, could you share with us, like, what is the, 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 the number one habit that uh, entrepreneurs should have? Oh my goodness. It's hard to nail it down to one, but the one that I'm seeing probably the biggest sort of bang for your buck in terms of effort is increasing emotional agility for yourself as a leader and for your team members. Because we have all really been raised to think that business strategy and skills, really honing those, 
that that is all it's going to require for your business to do incredibly well. And what all of the research is starting to show us is that it's the what we used to call soft skills that are now called power skills. It's really those skills that are going to differentiate us in the market. So emotional agility is one of those skills. Another one that's really fantastic is increasing your emotional intelligence. Those are two similar but separate things. And I'm really seeing the people who are investing in developing emotional agility for themselves and then training their teams in it their performance is increasing by huge numbers, but also you're able to retain really high levels of talent because yes, you're meeting their financial needs, but they're fulfilled, their stress level is lower, and you're avoiding burnout. So I guess, um, how would one assess their uh, emotional agility? Yeah, this is a great question. It sounds much more complicated than it actually is. So emotional agility is very simply, uh, it's a skill and it's the ability to feel what you feel whenever you feel it and whatever it is. So whether it's frustration or you're feeling incredibly joyful or excited, Feel what you feel in the moment that you feel it. Name it what it is. Don't push it down. Don't numb it out, but don't also project it out onto everybody in your business or your team. And be able to create enough distance and separation from the feeling that allows you to assess whatever the situation is and be able to make really aligned, powerful decisions as a leader. We all get triggered. This happens to every human being. And I like to say that in growing a business, it will trigger every trigger you knew you had and all the ones you didn't know were there. So we really have to be able to manage ourselves in the moment, not shove down what we're feeling, be able to be, to say, you know, I'm really irritated or I'm really angry in the moment, but that feeling is not going to drive my decision. So that's it in its simplest form. It's a very simple concept, but creating it as a skill and then habituating it requires a lot of practice and introspection and some pivots and course correction that's not always quite as easy in practice as it is in theory. Yeah, exactly. Could you give us an example of someone that you've worked with um, in terms of maybe uh, something that they were not so emotionally agile with uh what 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 would be a, what was a big trigger to them that they really had to like work with yes absolutely so i'm thinking of a company that i'm working with right now and i just wrapped up training their team for six months and part of the reason the company brought me in was because i had worked with the owner privately she had developed emotional agility but as most owners do she was short on time and she knew that this wasn't a skill set that she could really teach her team and she was noticing that people-pleasing tendencies, perfectionism, overanalyzing, so getting caught in your thoughts and not being able to make a decision was holding her very talented and very creative team back from really just hitting home runs in their roles. And 
in interviewing all of her team members, it was interesting for them to hear from each other how there were so many similarities. I was afraid to bring this up because what if it was a stupid thing to say? And then that made me look like I didn't belong in my position. Or I was afraid to bring this idea to the brainstorming table because what if nobody chose that idea in the end? So there were all these fears, all these anxieties that were being driven by things like perfectionism, things like self-doubt, things like just that constant self-criticism you know, I'm, I'm never doing enough or I'm just not talented enough or maybe I'm not cut out for this. Once we explored all of those things, identified what these triggers were, and then they began to create this habit, it wasn't that the triggers completely went away, it's that they became very adept at managing them. So once they were able to manage them, they could bring all their ideas to the table. They were all able to communicate clearly, support each other, brainstorm really, really well. And then as a group, come up with some incredible ideas that they then were able to execute on and measurably see a difference in revenue after six months of doing this. Yeah. And, you know, this is so critical um, to, 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 to Mike's work, the next book, All In, where he discusses, you know, to build an unstoppable team, you've got to have FASO in your organization. You've got to have fit, ability, safety, and ownership. And, you know, what, what, what you really specialize in, in, in working with these teams is, is, and, and helping them develop and, and hone their emotional agility and emotional intelligence is in that safety realm. And that is really, you know, such a key cornerstone to the FASO model and building an unstoppable team when everyone is aligned and everyone knows how to communicate with each other and, uh, you know, not get hung up on things, maybe things that are stuck in their head or things that are triggering them and, and such. So, um, so, so, so important. And, you know, this business owner, wow. I mean, investing in, you know, this type of, of learning and development over six months with their team is fantastic. And I'm going to drop a statistic that I just um, came across in an article that uh, we'll link in, um, in the show notes. And it was that 84% of employees want learning and development in their jobs um, and as part of the organizations that they work for. But sadly, the majority of business owners and managers scoff at the idea mm -hmm. of integrating learning and development in an organization. And, you know, okay, let those people be that majority. But just because that's what the majority of of, of, of business owners and, and managers are, are doing, that means that you've got to be in the opposite camp. And, and when you go all in on your people, when you go all in on their learning and their development and, and making them better people, better individuals, I mean, I, I know for a fact that these type of skills 
aren't just happening in the workplace. I'm, I'm sure these people have, have applied this emotional agility training, emotional intelligence into their personal lives as well and are, you know, thriving, you know, 365 days a year, not just when, when they're working and such. So, you know, something to consider is really, you know, if you're going to go all in on your employees, how can you, how can you incorporate learning and development in them? What does your organization need? And I mean, you know, I guess this is a plug for Kelly, um, but, <laughs> but, but something like this really helps your organization thrive. And, you know, safety is, 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 is financial and it's, um, it's, it's physical and it's psychological. Um, and, and so you have to, when you, when you consider safety in your organization, you really have to be hitting on all points. Are you providing financial safety? Are you providing physical safety? And probably the, the most impactful one on really getting your organization to be unstoppable and just producing the results that you expect is the psychological safety with things like emotional agility and emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. So there's um, let, no let, question oh, about that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just uh, going to say there's no question about that. And these statistics show it. All of the research that's been done out of Harvard and other places all show that investing in these types of skills, it will give a notable return in multiple places. And I'm just thinking, I know numbers really speak to people in terms of your bottom line, but as an example, this company that I'm working with was doing six figure months during the holiday seasons only. At the wrap up, they hit their first six figure month off season. And I just got off a call uh, yesterday or the day before with the owner and they hit six figures 14 days into the month. So this is oh, what wow. we're talking about. So for people who are saying, oh, this is just touchy feely, feel good stuff. And yes, I want my employees to feel good. Of course we want that. But we want to make the connection between building these skills and your bottom line. So it's important for people to understand this isn't just about making people happier or, you know, calmer or whatever. Those things are great, but it does absolutely impact your revenue and your margins. Yeah, and it, it brings out the, the the best in people. And when you bring out the best in people, I mean, it just multiplies in terms of in terms of improved results and impact. So um, I'm trying to think which 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 term I want to I want to pick next. And I think I'm going to I'm going to go with um, let, let's talk about, you know, not they're not soft skills they're power skills so mm -hmm. you know such a such such a difference and so important so why is it not soft skills and why is it power skills yes i think that the reframe around that terminology is really important and i understand where soft skills originated from right because before recently, the outcomes of skills like communication, for example, having clear, consistent, effective communication was difficult to manage. So uh, for harder skills, it was easier to wrap numbers around it. But because research has advanced so much in this area, we're now able to see that soft skills 
it's really a misnomer. And the problem with it is it makes people automatically downplay the importance of these skills. Another one that uh, people often nod their head at when I bring it up and is part of an interop operating system is being able to set and hold clear boundaries. Very difficult to measure, but a very powerful, powerful skill in a business and in life in general. So now that we understand that when you have these skills, they are connected to so many measurable outcomes, it's just not useful to call them soft skills anymore. They are really power skills that allow a company, regardless of you're talking of whether you're talking about the entire entity or you're talking about teams and sub teams, you can measure the outcomes of teams and companies that have these skills really honed and use them every single day versus the companies and teams that do not. Amazing. So you guys, it's power skills. You want to give your team this training and, you know, building up their power skills and, uh, just so, so important and such a game changer. Um, so we talked, uh, emotional agility. We've talked power skills. Let's talk about emotional intelligence and how does emotional intelligence differ from emotional agility? Mm -hmm. This is a great question. So I want to start off by saying for the majority of history, we've all measured IQ and treated IQ like it's the king of all things to have. And what we now know from research is that IQ is fabulous, but it is not, it does not guarantee uh, holistic success because you can have an extremely high IQ and be solving incredible math and, and physics problems. But if you cannot meet people where they are, connect with them, communicate with them, help them feel seen, heard, and valued, then it's not going to matter outside of a handful of circumstances. And when it comes to things like business ownership, we're not sitting in research labs where we don't have to really speak to people and we just have to document data all day. Small businesses are largely uh, going to rely on our ability to communicate with each other and communicate with potential clients and customers and current client and customer cl clients and customers. So emotional intelligence really is what allows us to connect on a deeper level with the people around us. Now that does not mean that we're looking to be friends with everybody. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but the truth is every single one of us universally has to have certain psychological needs met in order to have a positive sense of self and a positive relationship, especially in the workplace. This ties into safety, but it also ties into ownership. If you don't have emotional intelligence as a leader, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to meet other leaders in your company, develop them, connect with them, communicate with them, and be able to problem solve in different creative ways outside of simply assessing with your cognitive intellect what the problem is and what the solutions are. We need to be able to communicate with each other and connect with each other on an emotional level. 
And if we can't do that, we're going to really fall short because IQ does not solve all human problems. If it did, we'd be solving a lot more problems than we're currently solving for sure. Yeah, yeah, and we we we've had the same problems for 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 centuries. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, I I think a couple of things here, you know, in terms of observation of of entrepreneurs and and entrepreneurs with with employees is, you know, emotional intelligence is so so important. And and the first thing is that you have to recognize that that you think and operate differently than your employees. You're a crazy person who has started a business and, you know, is, is kind of putting a lot on the line, risking a lot of things, um, you know, uh, a, a huge risk taker, not necessarily looking for safety, but also someone who doesn't want a job, right? And, and the last thing that you want to do is have to work for someone else. So you're a rare bird but you're going to have employees who think the opposite of you. And so you have to, you have to understand and you have to appreciate that they are not necessarily the risk takers and, and that's okay. Um, and, and so how do you understand who they are, how they operate, what they bring to the table? Um, you can't necessarily get people to think and act like you. I mean, we, we say in the five-star employee rating system that, you know, you definitely want to hire people who are aligned with your core values. That gets mm -hmm. people thinking and acting like you would because, because the core values are aligned and such. But you want different individuals in your organization bringing different things to the table for your clients, your customers, your other employees and such. And, you know, I, I find most, a lot of entrepreneurs to be, to be introverts. You know, we get our energy from kind of alone time and thinking about things and, and, and working on things. But we really have to put ourselves out there for our employees. And, and we have to, you know, they're going to want to put you on a pedestal and you have to be comfortable with that. You have to be a leader and you have to own it. And, 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 and when you give that emotional intelligence to your employees and, and helping to understand and appreciate who they are, how they are, how they operate and such, again, that's going all in on your employees. And when you go all in on, you know, emotional intelligence, you're going to get them going all in on your business as well. And as Kelly mentioned too, you know, having that, they're going to have a greater sense of ownership of what they do um, in the organization. And you need to give them that sense of ownership as well. So, so, so I, important. I couldn't agree more. I'm just like a bobblehead over here. I couldn't, I'm guessing everything that you're saying, especially the values part, right? I, this is why I think our work is so aligned and I'm, I'm so honored that you invited me on today. I have said forever, the values part is just not negotiable right? The values part is not something you can necessarily teach. So it's so important to bring people in that share your values. But think about that for a second. If you are fortunate enough to bring in these five-star employees, and at the end of the day, they're saying, you know, Danielle is so smart. She's so incredible, but I feel like she doesn't listen to me or she doesn't really get what I'm saying, or she's judging me for how I feel about this. That's problematic. When we have emotional intelligence, 
we're able to connect over those things and talk about them. So then at the end of the day, uh, somebody's able to walk away and say, my boss listens to me. It's not that we always agree, but she listens to me. She values me. I feel valued in this company. I feel like I'm seen and I matter. That's automatically going to make someone feel safer and want to stay longer. And we all know the downside of constant turnover. And so investing in these things for your team is absolute, absolutely going to pay off in the long term without question. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's you, the owner getting, you know, going all in on your own emotional agility, your own emotional intelligence, being really aware, leveraging your power skills and such, and then bringing it to your team and, and, and mm -hmm. empowering them as well with this level of, 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 of cognitive awareness about how emotion plays into what we do, how we show up, how we feel. And, you know, if, 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 if we're feeling better about things, we're going to be happier. We're going to do better work. Everything is going to be so much better. So what you're doing for businesses and for the individuals is just phenomenal and so such important work. Um, in this world, Kelly, how can people connect with you, work with you, bring in some of your, your, your wisdom more into their intellect? Oh, thank you so much for asking. So the easiest way to find me is on Instagram. I answer all my own messages. That is me. But also I have a limited series private podcast that's called Pocket Size Wisdom. They're about 10 minutes episodes. It is completely free. You can use this link. You can listen to it wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And it is completely bingeable. So I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and sign up for that and then connect with me over on Instagram where I go deeper into some of the topics and also share opportunities for you to come to trainings or webinars, things like that, where you can dive even deeper into this sort of work and what it can do for you as as a leader and for your team and business overall. So again, remember, it's so important if you are wanting to retain the best talent, um, create these opportunities for learning and development within your team that everyone is benefiting from. And, you know, Kelly's programs are a great way to, to, to do that. And I honestly think to make this world a better place when we have people that are more in tuned with their emotional agility, their power skills, and their emotional intelligence. Thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us and cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends and going all in on your employees. Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. 
nonprofit First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.